0: Good morning, UECP. No? And we continue with our sermon series on Isaiah. No? Except today, we begin on the second major division of the book. From chapters ter- 1 to 39, it's about God's judgment and punishment. While in the second half of chapters 40 to 66, the theme is all about God's deliverance and His restoration. But let me start by going back to what transpired in chapter 39. You see, emissaries from Babylon came to visit King Hezekiah because they heard he was sick and he recovered. And so what did King Hezekiah do? He showed off. He proudly showed off all his treasures to the visitors. And when the visitors left, Isaiah confronted him. Behold, king, the days are coming when all that is in your house, all that your father has stored, your sons, your descendants, your people will be carried away to Babylon, and nothing, nothing will be left. Note, when Isaiah prophesied this to king Hezekiah, Assyria, no? It was still Assyria and not Babylon, who was the superpower. So, Isaiah announces that a day is coming when all the Jews will be taken into captivity. But the prophecy that Isaiah spoke to King Hezekiah happened more than a hundred years later. That's when Babylon became the new superpower. And as foretold by Isaiah... The Jews were taken in three waves: you know? 605 BC, 597 BC, 586 86 BC. However, you know, let's not forget that the reason why the Jews were taken captive it was because of her sins of idolatry and rebellion against God, and. The Lord used Babylon as His agent against Israel. Thus, in chapter 40, you have the Jews already exiled in Babylon. You have Jerusalem, their beloved city, destroyed. The beautiful temple where they once worshiped God laid in ruins. And many, found, many of them found it hard to believe na makakauwi pa ba tayo? Some of them may have, the, may have given up and said, let's just become good Babylonian citizen. This chapter that we're tackling today is about God's response to the questions God knew would be in the minds of His people. And what were the questions? No? Does God care about our situation? Does God have the power to save us? Or has the Babylonian gods overwhelmed Yahweh? Lastly, no? assume natin na God cares for their situation. That God has the power to save them. But, is God willing? Gagawin no? ba ni God Before we go any further, why why don't we we bow our heads and have a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, as we spend this time meditating on your words, please remove any obstacle that would hinder us from worship. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. Renew our minds that after hearing today's message, may all of us have a rightful understanding and response to the God that we believe and in whom we completely place our trust. For only in the name of Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Sabi nga anila, life is truly unpredictable. And in the words of Mr. Forrest Gump, life is a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Your life can be going smoothly no? for a season. You have a stable job. You and your family are having the times of your life. Your goals, plans, finances, health, and your attitude on life is positive and bright. Then, something you least expect happens. A natural disaster strikes, no? like a typhoon or earthquake, and you lose everything. Your home, your business. Maybe you found out that you or a family member has a serious illness. A loved one or your best friend could have deceived or betrayed you. You got terminated from your job. And just like the exiled Jews, you're wondering, "God, no, do you see what's happening?" Do you care about my situation? God, are you able? And are you really going to help me? You know, in times like this, I want you to remember, God does what He says and always keeps His promises. Remember that. God does what He says and always keeps His promises. What does God wants us to remember during times of adversity? In our passage this morning, let me share with you three things. God wants each and every one of us to remember. Number one, God cares. It may sound cliche, but it's true. God cares. In spite of our dire situation, he has not left us, nor has He forsaken us, and this is what He wants us to remember. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, cry to her. God knows how His people were thinking and feeling, and so He gives a series of orders to His messengers. And sino mga messengers niya? Prophets, priests, and even mga faithful remnants to comfort his people. Now, the word comfort is not just expressing sympathy or consoling. No, in Tagalog, para na hati lang tayo. But the idea is to encourage the depressed, to strengthen those with troubled hearts, because these people are dispirited, no? Feeling hopeless na. And they're suffering. Nowadays, no? nowadays, how do we encourage or strengthen our fellow brethren? no? Because of technology and smartphones, the quickest and easiest thing is to send an emoji, no? A sad or a crying emoji. Just imagine, No? What if we were in need of encouragement and God sent you an emoji? But that's not the case. The manner by which God comforts His people is by speaking tenderly. It means to speak to their hearts. Now, the purpose of this is not just to inform or convey a message, but more importantly, it is to connect. To connect with them. To let them understand and clarify any misconception they may have about God. Sabi na isang commentator, it's like a young man wooing or winning the heart of a girl he likes. You know, this is an important reminder for pastors. And even for people God may use in this ministry. That when we communicate with people, we speak with feelings, not sound indifferent. We respond or react accordingly to what we see. We must have eye contact. We show empathy. And likewise to those who are facing adversity at this moment, maybe God wants to comfort you. He wants to speak tenderly or connect with you. But the problem is, you shut down. You cease to communicate. Maybe, maybe after a certain time of aloneness, it's proper to open the communication lines and allow God, God's Word, or, His, or Godly friends to strengthen and encourage you. And God's message to the Jew were that her warfare has ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sin. Which means that their hardship, in kanilang 70 years of suffering, will soon be over. That God has forgiven them and that they have received from God's double for all their sins. Now, yung phrase "na double no, for all her sins" may raise some eyebrows. For if we think that the Jews received twice the punishment, we may presume that God is vengeful, that God's punishment is too much. No? But "double" here is to use to describe. Tandem may props pa ko. Double here is used to describe something that is folded. No? So this is something folded. No? And as a result, we get a what? A replica. No? A replica. No? The equivalent. Which means that the Jews receive, for example, this is their sin, they receive the equivalent. All the punishment that is necessary for all their sins. Then, verses 3 to 5 says, A voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain." And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Though the voice was not identified, it will be hard for us not to think that John the Baptist. No, he's the voice calling out in the wilderness in the New Testament. Yet we also need to be reminded that even in the old testament there were other voices calling out in the wilderness. Now, the reason why the messenger was not identified was, not, was because what's important was the message given to the messenger. And what's the message? Prepare the way. Make straight a highway for God. Which means these messengers were to lead The people to spiritual repentance. They do that by removing skepticisms or doubts about God and by helping them increase their faith in Him. I want you to listen to this. Every time we face adversity, Satan's target is our mind, and the weapon he uses lies. And deception, no. Hindi kananya mahal, iniwan Hindi kaya. He hasn't had the power. The Bible says, when Satan lies, he speaks according to his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. In John chapter eight verse forty-four. Also, the God of this world, Satan has blinded their minds 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 so what do we need to do we must always fill ourselves with the truth of God's word according to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 the word of God is the sword of the spirit for us to use against satan i know all of us sin but even David, no, he says in Psalm 32, verse 5, Lord, I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I did not hide. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you and God forgive the guilt of my heart. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If we confess our sins... God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Nadidiscipline tayo. But remember, sabi sa Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, the Lord disciplined those He loves and He punishes everyone He accepts as His child. Hirap na hirap, no? Sa provisions. But imagine this. We, as parents, no, will not give snake no, to, our, uh, to our children or even stone no, when they're asking for bread. How much more? Our Heavenly Father. No, he will give good things to, th- to those who ask of Him. And then what happens? The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Now, what does it mean? The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Well, the glory of the Lord is the manifestation of all God's character and attributes. In short, according to John Piper, it is God going public about His holiness. Just like when Moses asked God, no, show me your glory. And God revealed Himself in Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 to 7. The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, forgiving iniquity and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty? visiting the iniquity of the fathers of the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. To show that God is indeed going to deliver them from the hands of the Babylonians, the succeeding verses states that all flesh is grass and all its beauty is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, the flowers fade when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are like grass. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. Behold, the Lord God comes with might and His arms rules for Him. Behold, His reward is with Him and His recompense before Him. This is a message of encouragement that God is truly going to deliver his people, and like I said, he wants to, them to realize that their captivity will soon be over. Now, the power and armies of their captors, you no? mga Babylonians, will soon become weak and disappear. And you know what? This event indeed happened. In Second Chronicles chapter 36 and Ezra chapter 1, God fulfilled His promise to the Jews by using Cyrus, king of Persia, to defeat the Babylonians. And aside from that, sabi nga ni King Cyrus, no, those who desire to go back, no, he allowed the Jews to return to the promised land. And then, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. You know, brothers and sisters, in whatever place, in whatever condition or manner we are at this moment, God is coming for His children. The picture given to us is that of a loving shepherd. The first thing that this loving shepherd will do is to feed his sheep. Just like what Jesus commanded Peter, feed my sheep, tend to my sheep. Rest assured. Rest assured, by God's means and His ways, He will provide for our needs. And to the young, to the weak, to the helpless, God will not despise or cast us aside. niya gagawin yun. But He will carry us, not over His shoulder, but in His bosom, close to His heart, which is a tender and safe place, which gives a picture of God's deep concern for the welfare of His people. Remember, remember, God cares. God does what He says and always keeps His promises. What does God want us to remember during times of adversity? Number one, God cares. Number two, God is able. Now, the Greek word for able is dunateo no? or dunatos, where the root word for dynamite or dynamo comes from. And these words refer to what? Power, strength, ability. Now, when life is good and easy, we have no problem No sharing to people, God is good all the time. But when the tables are turned, when we are at the receiving end and other people tell us, God is good all the time, will our hardship and pain cause us to lose sight of how great and powerful God is. Mangyayari ba yon? So what's in a name? In the Old Testament, a name identifies and defines a person or a deity. No? Identify who, sino siya. Defines what, ano siya. So when God changed Abram's name to Abraham, Abraham is now defined as what? The father of a multitude of nations. Jacob, yung kanyang pangalan, describes him as a deceiver. But when God changed his name to Israel, it now describes him as someone who persevered with God and His people and He prevailed. Now, here in chapter 40, Isaiah listed two prominent names of God. Number one, Elohim, God, which He uses seven times. And Yahweh, Lord, where it was used ten times. And His purpose, He wants to instill in the minds of the weary and depressed people, who is God? Elohim, Yahweh. No? He did this by bringing them back to the book of beginnings. And in Genesis, each time the name Elohim no, was used, it was always followed by what God said, what God did. Or what God intends to do. Elohim said, Let there be light. And what happened? There was light. Elohim said, Let there be an expanse between to divide the waters. And what happens? The Karanan division in water. Elohim said, Let us make man in our own image. No? And there was man and there was woman. Whatever Elohim said, whatever he did, whatever he intends to do, it always happened. Isaiah wanted to remind us that our Elohim is truly powerful. He is describing to us that Elohim is God the Creator. That Elohim is the Sovereign One. No, we always hear the word sovereign. No? Sovereign. No, God is sovereign. But can we really grasp and appreciate the worthiness, you begot, no, of this world, of this world? No? According to Jerry Bridges, no, in his book, Trusting God, he defines God's sovereignty as God's absolute independence to do as He pleases and His absolute control over the actions of all His creatures. In other words, no person, no creature, no power can prevent His will or act outside the boundaries of His will. And that's the first name we need to remember. Elohim. The second name? Lord. Not capital L, then small letter O-R-D, but all capital. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And when you see this in your Bible, it tells us that this is the personal name of God. It is written Y-H-W-H, no? yod Hey vab Hey in Hebrew. And you'd notice that there's no vowel. As most Hebrew words are, but a great majority of Hebrew scholars agree that it is pronounced Yahweh. Which brings them back to what? To the time of Moses. When Moses asked God, What if, Lord, no, when I come to your people and this Hebrew would ask me, no, Who is this God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob? Who is this that sent you? kong pangalan mo? And God answered, I am who I am, Yahweh. And when Moses confronted Pharaoh and the king of Egypt, what he the Lord sent me to you, saying, let my people go. And then the ensuing encounter and the ten plagues that terrorizes Egypt and Pharaoh eventually led to the Exodus, which demonstrated the power and significance of the name Yahweh. And in all those instances, time and again, you know, they were reminded that God is with His people. Kasama niya lagi. Through the good times and bad, Yahweh is the one who is always present, who will always be present as he fulfilled his promises. You know, looking back, really, us 70 years of captivity is tiring and depressing. In the midst of their suffering and hardship, they could have thought God was incapable of saving them. The same applies to us. We may have considered that God is not able to make a solution for a particular problem That you are currently facing in the midst of trials you may have forgotten that the birds of the air do not sow or reap or store away food but our Heavenly Father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they maybe you have forgotten that that you are much more valuable and the birds of the air. And that is why it is very important for us to nurture our relationship with God so that we can, have, we can know Him more intimately. No? And quoting from Steve Lawson, a high view of God leads to a high worship and holy living. But a low, no, a low view of God leads to trivial worship. And low living. You know, I won't be reading the passages in this section, but I hope you get the idea that from verses 12 to 26, Isaiah's purpose is to show and remind us how great, how awesome our God. That God is Elohim, the one and only God of creation, the sovereign one. That he is Yahweh. The Lord who is always, always present with His people through the good times and bad, to fulfill all His promises. because God does what He says and always keeps His promises. What does God want us to remember during times of adversity? Number one, God is, God cares. Number two, God is able. Number three, wait on God. Like I said earlier, in life, we can be blindsided or hit with the most unexpected circumstances. Alam nyo ba, this year was a challenging year for our family. My dad, who is 83 years old, has been going in and out of the hospital. The reason was, after his gallbladder was removed, the stent placed in his bile duct gets blocked easily. Nagbabara. And when that happens, we'll notice a yellow discoloration in Papa's eyes, and he'll have fever due to internal infection. Now, the procedure in treating itong problem na to is called ERCP. No, another one that's available is called the Whipple Whipple procedure. Pero yung Whipple was not recommended because it could take 8 to 12 hours and it's not good for patients 80 years old and above. But Papa experienced almost monthly, no, one, one clogging in his bile duct. Even if he would follow yung mga prescribed diet, nagbabara pa rin. So, my dad became a suki, no, a regular patient. March, April, May, June, huh? and it was taking a toll on him physically, mentally, emotionally. And, and as his children, it was painful for us, siblings, to see his health deteriorate. <clears throat> Papa lost a lot of weight. He became unfit to do his usual routine, no? playing golf, and he was unable to go and meet his frater- mga Go fraternity brothers. No? He even feared, no natakot na siyang eating his favorite bad foods, no like taba ng baboy, kilawin, bagnet, no for he was afraid his bowel won't be able to digest those fatty foods. You know, during those months it was really difficult for us to wait for God. God seemed silent as papa's health problems did not improve. And his symptoms keeps recurring with no solution in sight. And in my heart, no, I was complaining. Just like the Jews in verse 27. Sabi nila, Lord, my way is hidden from you. And the justice that is due me seems to escape your notice. No, hindi mo na ako nakikita. Hindi mo na ako napapansin. And that is what we find ourselves saying all the time, that God has given up on us, that He has forgotten and He doesn't pay attention to us at all. It never entered in our minds that we are the ones who have given up on God. It never entered into our minds that we are the ones who deserted Him, that we have forgotten God. And as we see in the following verses, God did not intend no, or did not and will not give up on us. And that's why no, we need to place this following verses, no, 28 to 31, in a special section of our brain so that we will not accidentally delete or forget it during desperate times. Let me read it again. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and weary. Young men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait on the Lord, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not grow faint. It means, it means as we wait on Him. No, as we wait on God, always, always, Remember, God cares. God is able. But aside from that, we need to remember to wait on Him. To wait on Him. And while we wait, while we wait, remember this also, that God knows what He's doing. Alam He knows exactly what we need and how to supply them. Perfect yung kanyang timing. Every adversity that comes, no, every adversity that comes into our lives, whether big or small, is intended to help us grow in one way or another. Ulitin ko. Every adversity that comes, whether big or small, is intended to help us grow in one way or another. If it was not beneficial for us, God will not allow it or send it. Remember that. No? The prophet Jeremiah says, for God does not willingly bring affliction or grief to, grief to everyone, to anyone. No? God does not and will not delight in our sufferings. But He does not minimize. Hindi niya from things that will Help us grow. And so, again, what do we need to do? No? Wait on the Lord. Now, the Hebrew word is kava, no? which means to wait or to look with eager expectation. And the idea here is enduring patiently. And so, when you say enduring patiently, andun yung patience, andun yung perseverance. Sa Tagalog, andun yung tiis pa tayo. pa tayo. And have a confident hope that God will decisively act. Trust Him. Trust Him. However, no, some of you or some of us may have a sense of entitlement that we deserve a special treatment. Just like Job, no? who demanded, Lord, paki-explain bakit mo ginagawa ito sa akin. Why are these things happening to me? But God, you know, never answered him. Yet God, when God finished interrogating Job, you sabi ni Job Lord, you ask, who is this who, count, who darkens counsel without knowledge? But I have declared things that I do not understand. Things too wonderful for me that I do not know. You said to me, pay attention and I will speak and I will question you and you will answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and I repent in dust and ashes. Job 42, verse 3 to 6. You know, in July 15, 20, 22, our, our doctor recommended another surgeon who specializes in biliary bypass. And after explaining everything to us and to my dad, and after informing us of the risk involved in the procedure, Papa decided to go through with the process. And so on July 25 of this year, he had the operation. The procedure lasted for six hours and it was a success. No? Praise the Lord. But and up until now, no? by God's grace, he's back to what he was like before. Playing golf, eating bad foods, no? meeting up with some of his old friends, a fraternity. But God added something new. No? He has now a new activity because for the past couple of months, our Papa, you know, a hardcore Buddhist follower, has been going regularly to a Filipino-Chinese church with my other siblings. <clears throat> and after the service, you know, during the week, he would discuss yung mga narinig niya. <clears throat> he would discuss with us the things that he heard from the pulpit. Sorry. Coming from someone who was very critical of Christians and now going to worship service was something we could never imagine. But of course, the path is not yet over. We again continue to wait on God until such time that the Holy Spirit will regenerate Papa's heart and finally, come to make a decision to accept Jesus as His personal Lord and Savior. So, no, wait on the Lord. No? Over na ako. But how do we wait on the Lord? There are two ways. One, ineffective. One, effective. So ano yung ineffective ways of waiting on the Lord? Number one, we want it our time. When we ask God for something, He should bring it asap. No? Lord, get rid of all these problems. I can't do it. Di ko kaya. I'll die in fear. I'll die in pain. I'll die of hardship. Okay, God, give me patience and I want it now. Number two, we wonder, we waver, we wither. Wonder, no? We're shocked. Lord, bakit ako? Why now? And then waver, we begin to doubt God. God, do you see what's happening to me? No? Do you care at all? And then finally, whether we waited long enough, we lose faith in God, and sadly, some turn, turned their back on God. May that never happen to any one of us here in this church. And lastly, no, pray and pray. Now, I want to be careful with this. I'm not saying it's wrong to pray. What I mean is we expect God to do everything while ignoring or neglecting yung ating responsibility. No? The next step that probably God is asking you to do. You were not promoted. back yet. Because God is waiting for you to take the, take the next step of faith to find a new job that He hasn't revealed to you. No, God is waiting that you exit that live-in relationship that He never wanted in the first place. So, yan yung ineffective ways of waiting on the Lord. Now, ano naman yung effective way of waiting on the Lord? Of course, number one, be patient. No, Pray for patience. No, Do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Read His Word. No? Second Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is God's breath, and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training us in righteousness. And last, surrender. Humbly, submit to God's process and timeline. So yun yung una, be patient. Number two, be proactive during your season of waiting, consider your mga lessons while waiting. Maybe God is teaching you no, to develop personal values, behavior, or character. Or, no? kaya, what further studies, practice, or training do you need to prepare? You know, during the time when my dad was admitted, we siblings kept On sharing God's love. We kept on sharing God's word to our to our dad. We keep on praying with him. And did that have an effect? I honestly believe it did. Be patient, be proactive, and last one, trust. Oftentimes it's hard for us to wait because we do not trust him enough. We become afraid. And then we get impatient. And then we focus more on the problem rather than focus on God. My brothers and sisters, we need to change our mindset. Believe in your heart and your mind that God has a plan for us, that God knows everything, that truly God meant it when He says He causes all things good. And not so good things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. So, in summary, in summary, what does God want us to remember during times of adversity? Number one, God cares. Number two, God is able. And number three, wait on him. God does what He says and always keeps His promises. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You. We thank You for Your wonderful love for us in Jesus Christ. We thank You that throughout history, Your people waited for You, hoped in You, longed for You, and You never, never failed them. And since you are the God who was, who is, and who is to come, I pray for all of us that we confidently hope and trust you because, Lord, you know what's best for us. For those who are about to give up, waiting and hoping in you, Lord, I really pray for them, the husband, no, the wife maybe, a parent, or a child. May your word remind them that you never left them. May your promises that are new every morning encourage and strengthen them. That you have come and you are coming to provide for us. You will gently carry us and lead us so that the world may see your glory and honor and your holy name. In the name of Christ Jesus, I pray, amen and amen.